Welcome to this week's podcast from Free Chapel in Orange County. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, check out our website at freechapel.org. Open your Bibles. Let's, let's, uh, let's jump to it. Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 19. We've been looking at this uh, verse. And there is, there is so much in this uh, verse. So much. That's what I love about the Word of God, that you can, you can look at just a few words and get so much more out of it than what appears initially to be on the page. Um, that there's a depth to God's Word um, that brings such revelation. And, uh, and I'm going uh, to share this with you tonight, something, and just a couple of thoughts out of this verse. Um, but I don't just want you to hear it tonight. Can you make a promise to me that you're going to look at this verse again tomorrow? Say tomorrow. I don't want you to just visit church tonight. I want you to take a little bit of church home with you tomorrow. Because I promise you the power of God's Word. If you just re-look at this and revisit this again tomorrow. That's right. Read the Bible on a Monday. If you look at it again tomorrow. I want to say something that my mum used to say when she was cooking food at home. My mum loves to cook and she'd be cooking food and, and, and we would eat the food that night and we'd say, this is good, mum, this is good. And she would say this and every cook in the room knows this to be true. She would say, it's going to be better tomorrow. How many of you know, how many of you grew up on leftovers? My family, we'd milk that same meal for seven days, bro. But my mum would say, because what happens is the flavours get through it and it sits and it gets better overnight. And I wanna tell you this word that you're gonna hear tonight, these verses that we're gonna read, they're gonna be good tonight, but this is gonna be better. Tell someone it's gonna be better tomorrow. You need to look at it tomorrow. Hebrews chapter six and verse 19. Are you ready? Make some noise if you're ready. Here we go. The writer of Hebrews, he starts off this verse and he says, this hope, say this hope. Say it again like you're awake. This hope we have, I like this section. This hope we have, this hope we have as an anchor, as an anchor for my soul. I'm smiling because it's already speaking to me. This hope we have as an anchor for my soul, both sure and steadfast, which means secure and stable. It's not going nowhere. This thing is secure, which enters the presence behind the veil where the forerunner has entered for us, even Jesus having become our high priest Forever. I want to stop right there. This is so, so powerful, these few verses. And I want to unwrap it a little bit for you tonight. But I want you to track with me real closely because if you snooze, you will lose. I promise you, you're going to miss it if you look down for a minute. I want you to understand right from the very onset of this message, it's important to understand what the writer is talking about when he mentions the word soul. We are made up of three parts. We were made in the image of God. God is three parts. We were made in His image. Therefore, we also are three parts. We are body, we are soul, and we are spirit. We are body, we are soul, and we are spirit. Our physical body, this shell, the battle of the flesh in our physical body. We have our spirit man that is the man that is born. When the Bible says you became born again, that was the birth of your spirit man. Before you were saved, you didn't know or understand the things of the spirit. But how many know when, you were, when your spirit, 
spirit man was birthed. He understood the things of the spirit. But what this writer is talking about is he's not talking about your spirit man and he's not talking about your flesh man. He's talking about your soul. Your soul, what is your soul? Your soul is made up of your mind, of your will and of your emotions. Your mind, your will and your emotions. And the reason why I think this verse is so powerful, but one of the things I love about it is it's not just powerful, it is so practically applicable to our lives today. Why? Because it's speaking of how to steady our soul. And I don't know about you, but for me, maybe not you, but for me, I've found more often than not, the battles that I face in life day to day are battles that take place in my soul. It's in my mind, it's in my will, and it's in my emotions. We talk about the battle of spirit and flesh and that yes, there's a spiritual battle and we talk about principalities and powers. But for my life, I've found more often than not, I don't have the devil showing up in demonic manifestations in my room at three o'clock in the morning, shaking my bed, that that's not where my battle is. And sometimes it might happen. And if it is for you, we'll pray for you at the end and put a stop to it. But more often than not, I find that the enemy's actually smarter than we give him credit for. Because if he was doing that, then we would know what we were fighting straight away. But he's smarter than that. And the Bible says that he operates subtly. He says, beware of the subtle schemes of the enemy. And how does he get to me? For me, more often than not, it's not those major demonic manifestations and moments. It's subtly he gets to me through my soul. Jesus said, to speaking of the Spirit and the flesh, He said, the Spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Remember that? He said that in the garden. I was reading that again yesterday and I almost wanted to add like this little footnote in there. You know, not that the Bible needs footnotes from Ben, but, but I just wanted to throw something in there when Jesus said the Spirit is willing and the flesh is weak. And I wanted to just add, yes, and the soul is sketchy. That's, that's what I wanted. I don't know if you use that word here in Australia, we would use that word. My dad, my dad's a lawyer and, and my dad can see a joker coming a long way off. And, and so when I was hanging out with guys that were probably not the best for me hanging out with, my dad's pretty low key and he would never bash anybody and he would see these dudes hanging out with his son and he would look at me and say, that guy's just a little bit, a little bit sketchy. A little bit scared. You ever had anyone in your life? You're like, he's not bad. He's not bad. Come on, we're not going to bash somebody. But he's just, he's a little bit, he's a little bit sketchy. And that's how, not your soul, because I know your soul is steadier than mine. But my soul, that would be how I would describe my soul, my mind and my will and my emotions. It's, it's just a little bit, it's a little bit sketchy sometimes. You know, I don't know what I'm going to get. That's what I mean by sketchy. How many of you know when somebody's sketchy, you're not, you're not, you're never really sure what you're working with. You're never sure. Sometimes I don't know about this dude. It's just a little something, a little bit, 
A little bit sketchy. Don't look at your neighbor. It's a little bit, it's just a little bit sketchy. That's, that's, that's where my soul is. That's, that's where my soul is. My, my mind, my will, my emotions. I'll wake up tomorrow. How many know that this may be hard for you to understand, but I don't wake up preaching. I don't wake up always full of faith. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I wake up and, and I just feel good and my soul feels good and I'm pumped and I'm excited for what God has for for me and I feel like I don't even need to pray that day because I just feel good and my soul is on tap and I'm just ready to go. But how many know as quickly as you can wake up feeling good in your soul, you can wake up the next day and I wanna give up and end it all. Why? Not because I'm bad, not because I'm necessarily in this sinful life. It's just because my soul gets a little bit sketchy. It gets a little bit, it's, it's a bit snaky, this thing. I don't know what's gonna happen. How many of you can attest that sometimes, sometimes, I don't want you to be too honest because then your neighbour will know what you're dealing with. But, but sometimes it gets, my mind gets rattled quick sometimes. My emotions can fly quick. It's sketchy. It's not stable. It's, it's just, it's not bad. It's just, how many know that things can change so quick? You can get one text. One text. I get, listen, bro, I'll get, not you, not you, not you. You, But this, I'm just speaking to me, I'm preaching. I'll get, I'll get one text. Someone will send me a text and I'll say, hey, pastor, I just wanted to let you know that that message was awesome and it just spoke to me and God moved. And as you're preaching, I got healed and I went home and I prayed for my family and they all got baptised in the Holy Spirit and the neighbour's dog got healed and the whole street got baptised and I got everybody and we went to local pool and I baptised the whole of Irvine and God moved and it was amazing. And I read that text, bro, and I'm pumped. I'm like, man, I get out of my office. I tell the staff, everybody go to a long lunch. We're doing this. Praise God. We're going to celebrate. We're taking Orange County for the Kingdom of God. I'm quoting Scripture everywhere. We set my foot. He's going to give it to me. Thank you, Jesus. But how many know as quickly as your soul gets turned on by one text. By the time you finish reading that text, another text. Can, can, not you, don't talk about me. Another text. I'm up, bro. I'm full of faith. I'm pumped. I'm excited. I'm treating people around me good. But then I'll get one other text. And it'll swing my soul, not because it's bad, it's just sketchy. This thing's a bit flaky and it's on over here, but then I'll get another text and they'll say, I don't like your preaching. This church is crap and it's too dark and it's too cold and I had to park a long way off and I'm sitting there thinking, I don't care. Why are you texting me this? And just as quick as I was excited over here, sending the staff to a long lunch, now I'm yelling at the staff, Get back in your office. Why is it so cold up there? Let's follow up people. What are we doing? And it's not because I'm bad. It's not because I've got all of this gear and sin that I'm living in. It's just because my soul, my soul is a little sketchy. Not you, not you. Yours is not. Yours is good. But mine, 
Mine, bro, mine is sketchy. And that's why I read these verses and I thought, man, that speaks to me. Because this metaphor of an anchor is so relatable to the way in which my soul can operate. Because when he's talking about an anchor, he's talking about an anchor that holds a ship steady in the waters. And I thought, what a perfect metaphor for how my soul can be sometimes, how my mind and my will and my emotions can be. How many know you can go to the beach one day and it's rough and come back the next day and it's calm? Because that's how our soul can be. Our soul can be, be so, so sketchy like that, that. And what he's saying is he's saying this hope, so what is, what is the anchor? Because now we've established, I think we're on the same page. I think we're all on the same deal. I think we have the same battle, you and I, that, that tomorrow, who knows what we're gonna wake up like? Who knows what we're gonna encounter? Who knows what my soul's gonna be like? So I need my soul to go from being sketchy to being steadied. That's what I need. If I wanna live in the fruits of the Spirit, I need my soul to settle and I need my soul to get a little stable. And how do I do it? This verse tells us, he starts off and he says, this hope, this hope we have as an anchor. So what is it that anchors my soul? It is this hope. What is this hope? The verses before this explain it more and I want you to go and look at it later on. But, but to help us for the sake of this message tonight, what he's talking about before he gets into this verse in chapter 19, he's talking about how when people would make a promise in biblical times. In biblical times, people would make a promise and in order for a promise to carry weight, they had to swear by a higher power. So let me explain, if I was gonna make a promise to somebody and I was gonna say, I promise you, I'm gonna deliver this for you tomorrow. I wouldn't just say that in biblical times. I would say, I swear by God. See, I'm saying I swear by a higher power. That's how they would talk in biblical times. And what they were essentially doing is saying, God is gonna keep me accountable to what it is that I'm saying. I'm not just saying this, I'm swearing by God. God is gonna keep me accountable. And what this verse is talking about prior to verse 19 is he is describing the promises of God and the fact that there is no power that is higher than God that God is able to swear by. God is so great that there is nothing above Him. So when God makes a promise, He doesn't swear by a higher power. The Bible says, so I swore by myself, God said. So what He is saying is that God will keep Himself accountable to His own promises and He will deliver in your life. So what is this hope? This hope is simply this, and this will steady your soul, but it's gotta be a revelation that you get. This hope that'll keep your soul steady is the simple revelation that God is good and that God is faithful. That God, I disappointed some of you because you thought it was gonna be something deeper than that, but some of you haven't even got that yet. So we're gonna stay on this. That God is good and that God is 
faithful. So when I'm in doubt, I can say, yes, I feel in doubt, but my soul doesn't have to be in doubt because God is good and God is faithful. When I wanna be in fear, when I wanna be anxious, when I wanna allow the things that are going on around me to affect my soul and cause my soul to float in a direction it doesn't need to be going and get unsteady and get shaken, I can simply stand upon this hope that will anchor my soul that God is good and that God is faithful. That I don't even need to be seeing things turn around in front of me. Because why? Because God is good and God is faithful. It will steady. It will steady. Listen, I promise you, if you take this Word with you this week, this will help you. This will help you. It will steady your soul. When your soul wants to start freaking out, that's where the battle is. That's where the fear comes in. That's where the anxiety is. That's where the stress is. That's where the, de- where the depression comes in. That's where all the scatteredness and the distractions and those thoughts, they're coming in your soul. But if you allow this Word to get inside of you and be a revelation that you can receive that God is good, and that God is faithful. It will, it will be an anchor. It will be an anchor for your soul. So this is what we're told to do in this verse. We're told to actually allow this. Chris, come up here with we, a couple of guys. We, we, we just, yeah, three, perfect. So, so this, is, this is what we do though. What, what we do is we, we, we have, we have, Chris, you're gonna be people. And you're going to be family because we, we love family, don't we? We love our kids and our marriage. And, well, we love our kids sometimes. but um, this, is, this is what we do though. This is what we do. We get, we recognise this, right? We recognise, okay, I, 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 need, I need my soul to get steady. And, and, and then what happens is we have, we, have, we have people because people are good, aren't they? People are, people are good. The Bible says there's safety in a multitude of what wise counsel. We all need good people. Come on, we all need friends around us. You need a girl gang to go with to divine. Come on, ladies, you're not gonna go by yourself. You need friends. Come on, boys, we need some dudes around us. We need good people. But this is what we do is, what well, problem is with when we get good people in our life is, is, is we get good people. Just, just wrap yourself up there, Chris. We, we, get, we get good people. We get people in our life. The problem is, is we position the people in our life wrongly by anchoring our soul, not to the hope that God is good and God is faithful, but we anchor our soul to people. To, we anchor our soul to friends. We anchor our soul to relationships around us and we start putting a trust that we should be putting in God that will keep our soul steady. But instead we don't put it in God, we put it in people. And doesn't matter how good people are, they are not as good and as faithful as your God. And let me tell you something about people that will blow your mind. Write this down, people are people. It's powerful, isn't it? It's in the Greek. Look it up later. It's powerful. Listen, people are people, which means people, people make mistakes. So the problem is if my soul, if my mind, if my will and my emotions 
are secured to people. That'll work as long as people are, are working with me and as long as people are doing good in my life and as long as people are treating me the way I wanna be treated and as long as people, I can lean on them and I can trust in them. But watch this, when people start doing what I don't want them to do, now look what happens. My soul, I'm shaky now. I'm, I'm sketchy. Now I'm, now I'm worried. Now I'm anxious. Now I'm all insecure because my friends didn't invite me to that party. And she said this to that friend who told this friend this. Now I don't think that she likes me anymore. And now my buddies are doing this and they didn't invite me either. And now I'm accusing people and now I'm hurt and I've allowed my hurt to become bitterness inside of me. And it's not because of the people's fault. It's because I wrongly positioned them in my life. By, by, attaching, by attaching my soul, my soul was attached to people. And, 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 and people are people. And, and what happens is we, 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 we allow people because pe- we can be sketchy, can't we? We, can have, we all have these souls and this is what we do. And untie that there. Because what happens is other things in our life, we, family's good, isn't it? Come on, six of you love your family. All right, we'll pray for that next week. Listen, family, family's good. Come on, any married people in the house that love being married, you're sitting next to your spouse, so you better make some noise. You love being married? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you get married? Come on, when any singles waiting to get married? Make some noise and look around at who else is making noise. You might find them tonight. Listen, listen, singles, singles, and, and we wanna get married and guess what, it'll happen. And you'll find that person and, and listen, and he'll be Mr. Right. And she'll be Mrs. Right. Tie that up for me, Josh. And, 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 and they'll, be, they'll be hot. Huh? Come on, let's not get all weird thinking we don't want someone hot. It's got to work. If it's got to work, you've got to be attracted to that joker. They're going to be hot. They're going to love Jesus. Come on, I'm working my way down your list, ladies. He's got, come on, he's got to be sweet. He's got to be kind. He's got to be strong. He's got to have guns. Hey? And, 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 and we got this list. And then what happens? Listen, we get it. We get that spouse. And it's awesome. And it's amazing. And they're everything that we dreamed of. Come on, man, do you find that wife? And she's she's cooking every night. You're getting breakfast in be- breakfast in bed every morning. Come on, and every mar- married man in the room knows that's a lie. But listen, you you get we get we get that person, and and it's awesome, and, and, and we connect. Or or what about this? We have you have your kids, and you have your siblings, and family's amazing. And God's in family and family's important. But let me tell you this, you cannot allow family to be the anchor for your soul. Because listen, family is made up of, you guessed it, we're going deep tonight, is made up of people. And people are Oh, that'll tweet. Listen, listen. So 
Well, it's good, it's good. But what happens if things start getting a little bit shaky and families start going a direction that you weren't ready for and the marriage didn't work out to be that pretty picture you thought it was gonna be on the honeymoon and you're a year down the track and now you're starting to question everything and now you're starting to get in doubt and unbelief and question how powerful is covenant really anyway and what does it really mean? Do you have to stay together? And really did I marry the right one? And now your soul... Your soul got sketchy because that's the nature of your soul. The Bible says the heart, the heart speaking of the soul is deceitful above all things. And, and, and it's, it's, it's not the fault of the marriage. It's not that the marriage wasn't of God. It's not that your kids are not awesome. It's not that God's hands not upon your marriage, but it is that you have tried to allow your family members and your kids and your spouse to be the anchor for your soul. And let me tell you this, that is a weight that they cannot carry because they were never designed to carry it. And whenever you wrongly position somebody in your life, you create a dysfunction and the enemy will always capitalise on dysfunction. You need to get kingdom order in your life where your God is the anchor for your soul and it will provide a covering for your family. Because the soul, the soul is sketchy. But then we get a job, we get a career. Hey, Yanni. We get, we, get a, we get a career because career is good. How many know where I'm going with this? You could preach this to me. Career is good, isn't it? The hand of the diligent shall rule, the Bible says. Come on, man. We, I mean, we've got to make money. I'm going to make money for the kingdom. Yeah, you are. It's going to be awesome. Give to the church and do all that stuff. But don't let your career become the anchor for your soul. You, you let your career become an anchor for your soul. Your career will start pulling you in a direction that is not of God. You wrongly position your career and then the career becomes the idol you worship with your time, with your effort, with your energy, with your money, with your resources. Everything is about your career and you end up attaching, trying to anchor your soul in your career. And guess what happens? Things don't always go good at work. And now you're shaky, trying to hold it together and trying to be nice to people and trying not to stress out and trying to walk in the fruits of the Spirit. Now you're cussing everyone out at the office and no one even believes that you're a Christian because you're the craziest person down there. And you pray they don't see you in free chapel on Sunday because you're a Christian on Sunday and something else on Monday. And it's not because you're a bad person. It's just because your soul is sketchy. So, so what we got to do, take that off of me, Yanni. Let's come up here. This is what, this is, this is, this is what this, this verse is talking about. Hey, Jesus, this is Jesus right here. We flew him in, we flew him in. This is, <laughs> someone loves you over there, Coates. Um, this, this is what it looks like. This is what this verse is saying. I promise you, I promise you, if you can get this in your spirit, deep within you, this will help you. This will help me tomorrow. It gets as good now, it's gonna be better tomorrow. Because this is the picture of what we're told to do. That I don't anchor myself. These are great. 
They're, they're, this is awesome. These are great things. But they cannot be an anchor for my soul. The only thing that can hold my soul and keep my soul steady. When my soul wants to, because let's be honest, we're human, aren't we? There's a part of me that wants to freak out. There's a part of us that wants to get in a bad mood. There's a part of us that wants to get all shaky and all. But, but even when I want to, I, I cannot because I'm anchored to something that does not move. That's what His Word says. It is sure and it is Steadfast, it is not shaky. The word says he's the same. He's the same yesterday, he's the same today, and he's gonna be the same tomorrow again because God is good and God is faithful. God is good and God is faithful. And that is the only thing that's gonna hold my soul secure. And listen, listen to what he says. Stay here, Coates. He says here. And I want, you, I want you to get this. It's, it's, we'll go deep for just a second, but you can handle it. He says it's, it's, it's both sure and it's steadfast, okay? It's sure and it's steadfast. But then it says, it enters, put that verse up, verse 19. It enters, what enters? The anchor is sure and it's steadfast. And it enters into the presence. What presence? The presence of God behind the veil. Now this is powerful because if you know Old Testament tabernacle, you will know that behind the veil is the Holy of Holies. We're not talking surface level Christianity behind the veil. We're not talking religion behind the veil. We're not talking, I know a couple of songs and can quote a verse behind the veil. We're not talking, well, Grandma went to church and so we went a couple of times behind the veil. We're talking of a deep revelation. Watch this, not of what your God can do for you, but a revelation of who your God is to you. That's, that's, so the Bible said, this verse says, who takes it behind the veil? How do I get it behind the veil? Ben, how do I get to a depth like that where that will keep my soul secure? It says, keep reading, we're the forerunner, the forerunner, the one that goes ahead of us. And it goes on further and it says, that being Jesus Christ, Jesus takes the anchor to a place of depth. That is that revelation that my God is good and that my God is faithful. So this is what happens. We say this, so, so you hear this message, right? And, and, and we're good, we're like, that, that's what I want. I need, some, I need some stability. Come on, we need, that's what I need tomorrow. I need, there's one thing to shout at church on Sunday, but I need some stability on Monday for my soul because my soul, this bad boy sketchy. So I need some stability. So how do I get it? And we, we recognise that and we say, okay, Ben, I want that. And we say, okay, Jesus, I need You to take this anchor and I need You to take it to that place of depth that will allow my soul to not be sketchy, but to be steady. So we say, okay, Jesus, go. Come on, G, go, go, man. Come on, go. Come on, see, see, we want, we want the best of both worlds. We want the depth. We want Jesus to go to a place that will bring a depth in our life. 
but we don't want to let go. We still want to hold on to the way we do things. We still want to hold on to our fear. We're not sure. We're sitting in that place saying, if I let go and if I really trust God, what's going to happen in my life? What if I never get married? What if the kids never come back to God? What if the business never explodes and doesn't become what I want it to be? Can I really trust that God is good and that God is faithful? I'm trusting and I feel you, Ben, but I just don't want to let go because I felt like He let me down once before and I haven't seen Him come through yet in the natural. But I want to declare it. I want to say God is good. I want to say God is faithful. Let me tell you this, what you need to do is, and maybe it's just little bit by little bit. Go on, Jesus. Just go a little bit. Okay, that was good. Okay, we're getting there now. I'm getting there now. God, God, I'm trusting You. And you know what? Everything hasn't turned around yet and it hasn't changed yet. And I've still got things going on in my life. But I get in the presence of God and I come along to a service and I get to divine conference and I encounter God a little bit and He speaks to my heart and I get that sense of peace. And I'm like, all right, all right, God, I trust You. It's hard, but I try. Okay, now I got scared again because I just got around wrong people and I started my soul. It's my soul. It's not because I don't trust God. I want to trust God. It's just my soul sketchy, man. And then I start thinking, I don't know if I can do this. And then I'm not at that place yet where my soul has gone from sketchy to steady. And I'm not sure because Jesus wants to take me to a deeper place. But if I want to go somewhere deeper, I've got to let Him take me further. So go on, Jesus. Go again. Let's just keep going again. And go, okay, stop. Now I got scared again. And I got scared again. But see, I want to tell you, if you would just let go and let God do what He wants to do in your life. He will take you to a place of depth and a place of stability where you will be unshakable. And even with a sketchy soul, you'll still be able to declare that God is good and that God is faithful. And watch this, watch this, watch this. Are you ready? Go a bit further, Jesus. Get, get off that stage. There, 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 there you go. See, 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 what, see what we've done now? Now, now Jesus, He's gone, He's gone beyond the veil, right? He's gone now to a place, we're not talking now surface Christianity now, are we? We're not talking about, I can sing a couple of songs and I know how to sound like a Christian, dress like a Christian and wear a nice hat on Sundays. No, no, we're talking now about a depth. Because He's deep, bro. He's gone deep. Here we're, we're talking about a revelation now that surpasses what it is I'm going through. Now it's not about what God can do for me. It's about who God is inside of me. And now I trust Him. And now I'm dependent upon Him. And now my soul and what can happen. We were talking about career and people and family. And come here, because this is what happens. Look, this is what happens. This right here. This right here, what role should career play in my life? What role should people play in my life? What role should family play in my, in my life? They need to be all about helping keep me connected to what is my source and what is my strength and the only thing because you're not going to steady my soul and you're not going to steady my soul and you're not going to steady my soul. That's why people might hurt me but I never get bitter because my soul was never being steadied by people in the first place. I love you and I love great friends but don't get to thinking you're the one that steadies my soul because there's one that came a long time before
before you came in my life and His Name is Jesus. And that's the one that steadies my soul. So you do what you want and say what you want and it might hurt me for a moment, but I will not get bitter because my soul is steadied. And watch what happens now. Now see, because I let, I let, I let myself go deep. Watch this, come up here guys, come, come up here. I watched my, I let myself go deep. And as I got deep, it created space. It created space. Do you see, listen, I want you to get this. So now, now He says, now God says, okay, because you went deep, now I can give you more. And now I'm gonna not just, you're not just gonna have family. Now I'm gonna pour out, I'm gonna add to family. I'm gonna add my favour upon your life because now I see there's a level of depth that when I pour out my favour upon you, you're not gonna take it for your own glory because you're not surface anymore. You let me get deep. And you know what? I'm gonna give you a calling. I'm gonna anoint you and I'm gonna bless you beyond what you can handle. And some of you are praying for all these things. But if you get focused on going deep in God, He will add to it and your soul your soul. Stand to your feet, I'm gonna finish. Listen to me, listen, listen. Listen. And it's awesome and it's cool and it's a cool picture. And we're excited. But if this Word doesn't get inside of you, it will do nothing for you. It'll be like just you went and just got entertained for an hour. Listen, it's good now but it'll be better tomorrow. Because now when you read this, Hebrews 6, 19, you're gonna remember this and that your soul is not bad. It's just a little sketchy. And as quick as it can be good, sometimes it can be bad. So I need an anchor that is Jesus Christ and it is the revelation that my God is good and my God is Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you were blessed.